0: Blog Talk Radio
1: The other side of the news is a current and dynamic companion to augment the discussions from the other side of midnight. In our pursuit of my new vein of truth
2: through the mantle of civilization
1: We investigate, explore, and extrapolate facts to gain a better understanding of current affairs and world events.
3: And thus, to bring comfort and calm to our wide international audience. It's a spontaneous commentary
1: based on independently verified references vetted through vigilance and discernment.
3: Our desire is to awaken your imagination with questions that have not yet been asked, yet need answering.
1: The other side of the news is a place where you may join us in community, to gain an improved understanding through the lens of science, medicine, law, and beyond, to obtain compelling answers from fascinating viewpoints.
3: It's about curiosity.
1: We instigate thought-provoking conversations to incite and refresh your mind. Propelling you to perceive our world in another way. Propelling us all to perceive our world in a superior way.
2: With these noble insights and fresh perspectives, we positively influence the world as history unfolds.
1: We invite our listeners to co-create and contribute to our show. Together, we assume the role of an intellectual lighthouse to warn and protect passing ships from the
4: rocks of censorship, tyranny, and lies. So, this
1: murky veil inevitably shifts to us. a
0: higher vibration. Tune in
3: to balance your view with the other side of the heat. Mm.
1: i Saunders. I'm one of your co-hosts on this 30th edition of The Other Side of the News. I'm speaking to you this morning from the Aegean coastline in the southwest Turkey, which is currently situated on the sunny side that's rotating you over. I'll soon be joined by co-host and producer, Kintia, who is speaking from her famous wheelhouse in the COVID lockdown state of California together with co-host and researcher Annette Driscoll, who remains on assignment in Ohio. This show is entitled, The State of the World. Since the inception of the other side of the news, we endeavor to bring you the very latest in cutting edge information that we believe is fundamental to forming the truth. We are fortunate to gain full support from many of our listeners who send us streams of appropriately fact-checked recorded events We are grateful to receive pivotal guidance from many of our allies and peers. And, of course, we are delighted to gain first-hand accounts from collaborating with our wide spectrum of most excellent guests. During recent months, we have uncovered and shared important information from many official documents. At first, these documents seemed to be scarce. Now, only a few months later, during the case-demic stage of this farcical pandemic, A whole collection of international organizations seem to be hemorrhaging them in plain sight. What is most disconcerting is these documents from the likes of the United Nations, the WHO, the World Economic Forum, the Rockefeller Foundation, the Melinda Gates Foundation, Event 201, the Global Preparedness Monitoring Board, etc. Not only are all of these inexorably linked to each other but they show clear evidence they've been colluding to devise a planet-wide transformation with the precision of a Swiss watch. And I don't mean the Bilderberg Group in this particular case. Although I'm sure they are deeply involved, absolutely. Further, it transpires, this pandemic has been carefully devised well in advance. One telltale example was a document summarizing how all major nation states pre-ordered millions of COVID-19 tests in 2017 but this trail originates much earlier following some continued excellent research by james corbett he presents a must-see podcast entitled your guide to the great reset you may find a link to this in my section of the other side of the news here you'll gain more context insight and knowledge about klaus schwab founder and executive director of the world economic forum and his vision of the future which includes the great reset, the fourth industrial revolution, and the transformation of humanity. Keith, please play excerpt
5: A. It is obvious that behind the midst of the most severe crisis the world has experienced since World War II, 75 years ago, countries and people came together to shape the post-war global order which brought us decades of peace, increased global cooperation and prosperity to hundreds of millions of people around the world. The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. It has laid bare the fundamental lack of social cohesion, fairness, inclusion and equality. Now is the historical moment, the time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system for the need for the post-Corona era. We have a choice to remain passive, which would lead to to the amplification of many of the trends we see today. Polarization, nationalism, racism, and ultimately increase social unrest and conflicts. But we have another choice. We can build a new social contract, particularly integrating the next generation. We can change our behavior to be in harmony with nature again. And we can make sure that the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution are best utilized to provide us with better lives. In short, we need a great reset.
1: Well that was the voice of Klaus Schwab, founder and chief executive of the World Economic Forum. It sounds to me he has the same speech writer as Minimis father. But that's another conversation. Why does it matter what this single man is thinking? Well, because he is not alone. You may like, no, I think you need to check out this website entitled The Transformation Map. Again, you can find that in my links under the show banner tonight. This highly complex and intricately engineered interactive chart shows what they, the minority, have installed for us. I'm sure you've previously heard phrases such as order from chaos or new world order, but probably less so in recent months, as there are new phrases which mark this forced global transformation. You'll now hear phrases like Build Back Better, The Great Reset, and The Fourth Industrial Revolution, which mark goals desired by the minority. However, I believe these goals will never be reached as long as we, the majority, continue on our current trajectory. As we are fast approaching what I believe is the great awakening. We especially invited this evening's guest back to the other side of the news to offer us an important update He last appeared on show 14 on the 3rd of July, entitled Illuminating the Illuminati. The relevance is we have now passed what appears to be an important failed milestone set out by the minority. A lethal pandemic simulation was planned in September by the Global Preparedness Monitoring Board. As many real-life false flags frequently occur directly out of the simulation. Did this event happen? Is it too early to tell? Or is the fact that no event did happen a sign that confirms the Great Awakening is occurring just in time to avert the Great Reset? I very much look forward to hearing our guest's perspective regarding the Awakening process, all with a view to illuminate the best path to lead us to a positive outcome. You may find us at www.theothersideofmidnight.com. Click on the other side of the news in the drop-down menu we we'll kindly scroll down to tonight's white, the other side of the news show banner. There you will see details of this show, quick links to our bios, as well as links to our show items, references, and selected research. As usual, there is a mountain of information to read, watch, and listen to, most of which has been handpicked from independent sources. I do urge you to watch them and even download copies of them as soon as possible, as the censorship robots are working around the clock to rewrite our history in real time. During the last week, we have once again seen many remarkable events in the news to discuss each topic and to present each one in correct context could easily fill up one show by itself. While Belgium says they have lost control amid the pandemic, and there are many more lockdowns planned in Italy, Wales, and parts of the USA, is this second wave, An alleged pandemic? Is it simply the flu? Is it an economic and power grab? Is it a false flag? We'll discuss all of this in more detail shortly. Despite this initial unpleasant realization of the truth, you will see there is light at the end of the tunnel. There's an increasing number of respected journalists, writers, politicians, doctors, lawyers, influencers and activists who are wide awake and are already making great impact. All they require from you is to unplug from mainstream and social media propaganda to make your own independent research and to stop acquiescing and to stand up for what you believe in with respect to others. Ole Damagat, our return guest, is such an individual. I look forward to him joining us very shortly. Good evening, Kintia. Good evening, Anetta. How are you both this week?
3: Good evening, Mrs. Kintia. And I am particularly grateful, grateful that we got Ole with us again. But also I have to say that this continued, um, you know, it's a lockdown externally, but it's not a lockdown internally. And I'm finding myself grateful every day. I'm seeing uh, changes in people, people around me, close to me. I'm seeing changes within myself and I feel um, very hopeful very positive uh I feel like, wow, the light is dawning and it's sunrise, and I feel that it's close by that there's some huge revelations coming about, and uh so that's where I am. I'm in a state of gratitude that's my my report <laughs> well
1: that, thats well, wonderful, so there's gratitude in the wheelhouse in California. Yes, that's like good, that. that's good. Well,
2: I have a kind of a more mixed bag here in Ohio. Um, I, I had uh, just before coming on air, um, my mom was on a Zoom meeting and, you know, they were, I'm staying at my mom's house right now, which is in, in of itself an interesting experience. And um, they were talking and saying, well, if people had just taken this more seriously and worn their mask, we wouldn't have this horrible outbreak and the COVID cases wouldn't be up. And every single person who said that to me, you're, to, to a fault, and not a single one has known what an actual COVID case is. And they say, well, you know what a COVID case is? And, and they try to tell me, it's like, no, a COVID case is the number of people being tested. And, and it has nothing to do with anything other than it's being tested with a highly inaccurate test that may or may not be positive, and even if it is, it has a 90% false positive reading. So there's still this massive, you know, not waking up on that side. On the other side of that, I was in a three-day seminar all weekend, and I had looked forward to this for a year and a half. It had been canceled and rescheduled and canceled and rescheduled, and so finally they decided to do a virtual one, and it, it was interesting because some of the things were maybe better, and I didn't think the overall was better, but what I did notice was that a lot of people a lot of what was discussed and, and talked about um, were all the things that people had benefited from at the very first exercises. How are you feeling dealing with this? They call it the pandemic. I call it the pandemic. And how have you gotten something good out of it? Um, you know, what's the good that's come out of it? What are the problems you've had? And it was amazing that a lot of people had had real revelations within themselves internally what what can is speaking of that they had had these experiences of getting to know themselves and resetting and deciding what's important and you know feeling badly about what's happening but also gaining some positive stuff at the same moment most people had a mixed bag reaction but it was really interesting because there were 600 people on this particular seminar that I spent I mean, 36 hours on in three days so that's that's my report from Ohio. And by the way, those people were from all over the planet. Every continent was represented.
1: Well, I'm very curious to know what that seminar was about, but I'm far more curious at the moment to bring uh, Ole on. Kintia, how about it?
3: I'd love to introduce Ole. So Ole Damagad is a true seeker, codebreaker, and peacemaker, awarded the Prague Peace Prize, and adopted by the Apache Nation. He is an author, international speaker, former journalist, musician, composer for TV and short films, artist, and inventor. As an investigator, Ole has dedicated the last 35 years to researching many of the global conspiracies. Millions of viewers and listeners around the world have taken part in his interviews and presentations. His main focus has been to find out the truth about the assassinations of JFK, the Swedish Prime Minister, Olaf Palme, Robert Kennedy, Martin Luther King, John Lennon, and Lady Di, plus the hundreds of alleged mass shootings and terror attacks such as 911, Norway, Oklahoma City, and many, many more. Welcome, Ole. Welcome. I'm so thrilled to have you with us today.
6: Thank you so much. and It's an absolute joy to be back with you.
3: Thank you. I was just hearing that you are in Spain and things are shifting for you there. Do you want to share a little about that?
6: Yeah, we've been living in Spain for the last twenty years, and uh, a main reason for us moving here was because I was uh, coming—I was digging too deep into the alleged assassination of the Swedish Prime Minister Olaf Palme, and it ended up with me having two friends that died under very mysterious circumstances, and I was also threatened. And uh, I mean, these forces that carry out these operations—they are shit scary. I tell you that. So. Uh, we decided to leave Sweden uh, with nothing. Uh, We just took my sweetheart and our kids in a car and we just took off and started a whole new life here in Spain from absolute scratch. We didn't know the language. We had no money. We had no job. We had no nothing. And that was the year 2000. And since then we've been here and we've been very grateful for Spain for a place to be able to breathe freely and and continue with what we're doing. I mean, I, I have a very low profile here in Spain. There's not a lot of people that are aware of what I'm doing. But <clears throat> lately, after when this whole uh, COVID uh, operation started in, in September last year, I mean, that was the first real science of this operation going active. But then after the alleged lockdown, or, I mean, lockdown is a prison term, has nothing to do with quarantine or viruses or anything like that. <clears throat> but after that happened, it was just, we just found ourselves more or less on the front line, which I really appreciated because as a, I don't know what to call it, but as someone like myself who's trying to find out what's going on, it's a lot better to be on the front line than be somewhere, on a deserted island somewhere where you don't know what's actually happening and here i think spain has been one of the countries where they've been most uh, i wouldn't say brutal but they've been very hard on the population the the measurements and the shutdowns and the rules and the regulations and the fines have just been really high so it's been like I know Spain, I think Ecuador as well. And now let's not even go to Australia because now Australia has suddenly gone on steroids and gone absolutely wild. But here we've been in a situation where where we really felt it on our body. Do you know what it is to have a mandatory mask, to not be able to go outside the door, uh, to hide when the police are in the area? you know it's been it's been bizarre it's been like being in some kind of weird science fiction movie with roadblocks and police and military and helicopters around here and we live right on the coast and so for a while the only people or traffic we saw was the uh, the coast patrol or helicopters going up and down the coast and very very bizarre so we're actually we're right now in the process of um, getting out of here because it feels like there's a small little window opening up at this point before the alleged second uh, wave that we've been expecting for a month that has nothing to do with the virus but is the second part of this operation and so, <clears throat> since we know what it is they're trying to accomplish we also we would be very stupid not to act and in this case this means for us to leave our beautiful home here and and Take off. So, we uh, first I'm going on tour next week and, or this week in Sweden, a very intense tour. And then after that, we're going to take off to Southeast Asia and hopefully make it. I mean, we, we don't know. I'm going to be very relieved when we're on the other side of this.
3: My goodness, you have been through a crucible of transformation, um, leaving your homeland. Under those circumstances, and to lose your friends in such a strange way, and then to find yourself now again in really strange situations. So, um, one thing I can see is that you are adaptable and flexible. And I think that that character, that quality has been able to keep you safe and keep your loved ones safe. And I just can't imagine going through what you have gone through. I'm grateful that you have taken the initiative to be an active participant and not just a bystander because we need we need you and we need those like you who are willing to be out front and to share what they're learning so that we can all wake up together and be free together thank you so
6: much it's it's really kind of you to say so kintia and uh, i very much appreciate what you're saying it's it's been a very long and very very lonely road for many many years but the change that is going on now is absolutely mind-blowing i think it's so amazingly beautiful it's like uh, watching fireworks when you see Like it's you got one side, just like I think one of you were talking about that there's like very two two very different and very opposite sides at the moment. You got the the people. It's almost like a filtration that is going on, where one part of the of us choose to believe mainstream media, the propaganda, be ruled by fear, to believe in governments and wait for them to. get us out of this whole thing. And then you got the other uh, part of the global population that seems to say, listen, this is just absolutely bizarre and weird. And I'm gonna look into this myself because this makes no sense whatsoever. And so you have the other side, which is being driven by compassion, forgiveness, uh, uh, seeking for equality and the, the ability to be able to, for free speech and free um what can i say expression of creativity in all different areas there's there's this group of us that are seeking longing to get back to a place where we're free where we're not being bullied or robbed or raped uh on on a mass scale because this is actually what's going on here it's what is I would suggest that what we are going through right now is an invisible war. It's a silent war. You can't hear bombs explode and so on, but the war is still on, full on. And it's it's almost like the end battle of these dark forces where where this empire where, from where they've been able to rule us for so many years without us no most of us being even aware of what's going on and that we are actually are being controlled. Most people are not even aware of it. But now when millions and millions of people are waking up almost on a daily basis, they are finding themselves in a very difficult situation because they are so few. I think they're in the thousands, we are billions. We are billions. And anyone who's good at math, my God, that is a massive difference. But it's it's a very sad process as well because very often the Dividing line goes through couples and families and and, uh, family members, siblings and so on, where it's almost like maybe two in the families on this side believing mainstream media and and, uh, totally fearful with masks, even in the bedroom. And then we got the other side of us who are totally free, not fearful at all when it comes to, to the alleged disease, but very concerned. When we see how the the governments are using this as an absolute military operation to shut us down on a global scale so so there's this uh, well it's a very extreme and bizarre situation and and normally when I ask in inwards you uh, know if i if I have a question or something, I get a feeling you know for a yes or a no, but for the last six months or so. It's been absolutely quiet i I don't know mm. it's like everything is just different there's there's It's almost like before we came to the corona phase, there was like some kind of structure in in our life in what was going on in the world and so on but then after the corona after this final extreme effort that they're trying to push on us to to shut us down where they can control us. After that, it's like the, the future is open. It's up to us. Do we want to go straight down the drain or do we want to transcend this whole thing and be part of creating a fantastic, beautiful, beautiful future for all of us?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting you speak of the silent war because the divide, not um, between countries, but within families, because I, too, am experiencing within my own family, there are those who are cowering in fear and then there are those who are free, and uh, this seems to be a time of um, hmm, the inner the inner battle is now becoming visible. So this silent war is now becoming visible, and you you can see it as you walk down the street. It's becoming more and more visible. Who is who is. Uh, listening to authorities outside of themselves and who is cowering in fear and those who are looking within and looking for answers. I'm not saying that everyone who wears a mask is cowering in fear. There are times when perhaps you need to, but clearly people are being uh, pushed to Hmm. consider reconsider reconsider again i mean these dialogues are happening among family members they're happening among friends it's in a certain way it's a precursor to a civil war but i'm i'm not saying a civil war as a bloodbath but a civil war as sides dividing up and who who is trusting and believing uh, the mass media and and who is trusting and believing their own inner guidance. So I uh, appreciated you bringing that up and I love, 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 love the vision that it's going to be bloody fantastic as your mother said last time. <laughs> <laughs>
6: she even said stand bloody fantastic. Fan,
3: bloody, fantastic.
6: <laughs> so it's uh, interesting times to say the least and it's do you know, many years ago, I, I took an old bicycle and I went on a trip on my own. And I, I went from Sweden down through Europe and ended up in the middle of the war between Iran and uh, Iraq. This was in 84. And this was a, a country that I really feared. I thought they were all mad, you know, running around screaming Allah Akbar, shooting each other. But what I found was that it was these beautiful, beautiful people that were in an extremely difficult situation and where this situation has forced them to choose sides so that you had some people were choosing the sides, you know, becoming uh, armed uh, or, or soldiers in uniform that was terrorizing the population, throwing them on trucks, you know, and, and taking them away to be executed or tortured. You had... People that chose to become torturer. You had people that became part of the SAVAK, the secret police, and then you had people that chose, you know, to to stand up and become freedom fighters. You had Mujahideen. You had other people uh, in in the situation, and it was almost it was quite scary because when I was down there, I started seeing that I recognized the faces of these people, and very similar faces from um, from where I came from you know so it's I just felt like in a situation where you're suddenly pushed into a corner where you need to choose and show your true colors this is what happens and and I've seen similarities very strong similarities during this corona thing very similar to what I saw in Iran and that is that is quite scary
3: Ole, dear, we are at the bottom of the hour break. You're listening to the other side of the news. Our guest tonight is Ole Damagoad, and uh, it's a very exciting conversation with this amazing individual. We shall return after the break.
0: I wrote a couple of weeks ago that says am I being selfish and I said absolutely but I'm not doing this for me I'm doing this for my grandchildren and my grandchildren's children I see the loss of rights and freedoms I've lived long enough to know what's happened here and I cannot stand back and simply comply I'm gonna resist those measures with everything that I have uh, emotionally psychologically physically legally." I cannot allow our rights and freedoms to be taken from us. We have to stand up for them. And this is where I say that we have to become adults. We have to stand up for our rights and freedoms. We can't ask for them.
4: We have to demand that they
0: be honored and respected. the masking is part of the strategy of totalitarian tiptoe. we just keep encroaching on you and it's just a little bit worse than it was yesterday and most people don't see it but we, we see it and that's why this program and the work that you guys are doing is so important Ted comes from Vaccine Choice Canada. I just want to reach out and express my gratitude to other side of the news for all that you guys are doing to empower humanity and bring us to a higher state of consciousness. Uh, the time that we shared together was a real pleasure, rich conversation, and I know that all of you are uh, higher conscious beings who are uh, part of the solution. I just want to express my gratitude to Cynthia, Timothy, and Annetta and your program, The Other Side of the News. You guys are great.
3: Well, welcome back to The Other Side of the News. Our guest tonight is Ole Damagog, and the uh, show title is The State of the World. And you can find the show page by going to the other side of midnight.com. And in the menu bar is the other side of the news if you're looking in the future, or tonight's banner, The State of the World. So, Ole, welcome back again.
6: Thank you so much, Cynthia.
3: I know that Annetta and Timothy are excited to jump in as well, neither of you guys I am i I accidentally
2: muted instead of unmuting. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so anyway i was I was really loving that conversation the two of you were having, um, and we we kind of got to the point of where we're talking about this difference, this subtle and maybe sometimes not so subtle civil war. Uh, that's going on between friends, between families, between all kinds of things. I mean, I I've talked about this previously, um, and it can be really difficult. I'm, I'm certainly, the situation I have in Ohio is exactly that. It's really problematic um, in, in a lot of ways. And uh, so I'm wondering, as far as the larger picture on this, Olay, which when you're looking at this whole um, plan, Um, I kind of think that this part of the divide and conquer um, idea uh, and I'm wondering what you if you think that that's true or how that plays into the to what's going on.
6: It's absolutely a divide and conquer but it's much much bigger than that but divide and conquer is a constant and uh, a repetitive um, pattern that that they use all the time divide and conquer Problem reaction solution, diversion, um, propaganda. These are some of the major tools, assassinations as well. And then massive cover ups all the time of their operations so that uh, to minimize blowback so that we won't uh, really understand what's going on. But for sure, for sure, for sure, divide and conquer is the name of the game uh, to a big extent here.
2: Right. So, I mean, I'm looking at this on a very, you know, like a a family level, a friend level, really down the small, uh, intimate level. And I'm thinking how much problem it's causing. And mm-hmm. um, and a, a, what I've noticed is the ones that are, are very, very fearful. And I have a couple, I have um, some, I have two step parents that are, um, and it's uh, they are, and, and I have a stepsister also. That and they are very adamant. They do not want to hear anything. I don't want to hear. Don't send me any articles. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to know. And that's the refrain I hear all. I don't want to know. It's like, wow. Do you hear yourself? So, is there anything that we can do that that you have found that works with that? <laughs>
6: Well, I can tell you this: people ask me all the time the exact same question, and what I normally say is, avoid close friends, avoid spouses, avoid family, because this is where you will beat your head to, to a, a bloody mess. It will, you will get. If you're into pain, go for it. You know, if you're a masochist, I would say I would certainly go for for that. But. The thing is, I believe the reason why it is like this, because we all have the exact same experience that when we get, uh, we find out these things and we got all like, oh my God, oh my God, I need to tell everyone, I need to save the world. And we get really intense. And then we approach the people we are closest to thinking that they would be the ones to understand. But the thing is, they love us. They love you the way you used to be. And suddenly now you sound like you joined some kind of bizarre sect, you know, saying that, oh my God, everything is evil, everything is black, the world is going under, I don't trust anything, media is lying to you, politicians are there to nail you. It's like, so what I say, my suggestion after all of these years, I think the difference between me is like I've got almost 40 years behind me in this area. So I've been going through all of these different stages of that is very similar, I think, to when you lose a loved one. First, denial. Then a lot of tears, desperation, frustration, anger, disbelief, all of these things. So when you approach someone new or someone who is yet not aware of, of these things, I would say treat, and, treat them very gentle, gently. It's it's almost like if you if somebody would wake you up right in the middle of the night, just shaking you, like "Wake up! Wake up! You gotta wake up! Everything is rotten. Everything is horrible. It's evil. We're going under. Everybody's dying. They're trying to kill us with injections." I mean, imagine yourself if you were sleeping, or having a beautiful night's rest, and suddenly some mad person was standing screaming in your ear like that. You would react the same way. So what I suggest is when when people are in the process especially in the beginning of this uh, i don't like the word awakening because that sounds like uh, you're talking down to people who are not aware but it's like widening your perception or or becoming more aware of what's going on especially in the people get intense so what i suggest sometimes is like when you are in that when you think that you're just you know passionate and that you're on it and and you're just delivering facts, pick up a mirror, look at yourself, and then ask yourself, would you listen to someone who is that intense, that was so dark and so full of information that is super scary? I don't think so. So when you start seeing, when you start noticing, when you go down the street and suddenly an old friend crosses the street and and walks the other way around, uh, you know, pretending that he hasn't seen you, that is a sign that something is you know you're out of balance you are out of balance depending on what you want to accomplish because if you want that other person to become awake or aware (coughs) you need to treat them the way you would be treated and i mean most of us it's only a few years or well for me many but uh, in this area where you so or not aware And so it's just a matter of looking upon yourself. How was I when I was like them? Did I want to listen? Was I open to these types of things? Absolutely not. I was just as closed. But now suddenly things have happened. And I'm, oh, my God, I've seen the light. I understand. And then you're trying to spread this whole thing. And very often what we're trying to spread is very negative. So um, I say go very gently and then look for people in in. In different networks, groups, that you know, meet up with people, like minded people, you know, go for coffee, get the steam out with people where you can just express yourself freely and avoid the close ones. Then, after a while, when you start becoming more steady and you can handle this type of situation of information, then live by example and show that you can be the carrier of this type of information, but not be part of spreading fear or this dark. Uh, information because if if that is what we're spreading we're just helping the other side and I am totally the opposite you know I want to empower and lift people it's just that I'm in an area where people apparently need to get sort of like a, <clears throat> a kick up their butt to sort of get, become aware of that something bizarre is going on and then I can be part of delivering information that can help Maybe uh, answer some of the questions around this confusion. And then once people become aware, okay, off you go. Now, out in the world, do good, be good, and help lift this whole world.
2: Right. Okay. I can see that. That's a good point. Um, I will say I have had a lot of people actually come to me when I've been having interactions, and they actually ask Um, I I mentioned that there's this radio show and they actually asked for the information. Please text that link to me. I want to listen. Those people are quite open, like the guy at the Verizon store or the housekeeper that comes here, whatever, you know, these different people that are non-family. So um, yes, my mom said to me, you know, you don't seem happy anymore. You talk about this dark stuff all the time. So I'm hearing you, you know.
6: (laughs) But I tell you, it's like, I'm being seen as close. I have close family here who sees me as the problem. I mean, my father-in-law sees me as dangerous, that I am part of spreading dangerous information and I should stop it. Exactly. That's
7: that's
2: exactly, yeah. but,
6: But the thing is, what is true? What is true and what is not true? And I would suggest that had he spent as much time as I, digging into these areas, I believe we would have come to the same conclusions. But he is just like like uh, the people you were talking about. I don't want to hear. I don't want to see. I don't want – in that case, it's an absolute waste of time. So what I would suggest is knock gently on the door and then throw in a little seed, you know, water it a little bit and see was there any kind of positive reaction, just like when you say – suddenly people say, could you send me the link or could you do – then you know the door is open. And then just be aware it. it has a lot to do with energy, how, how powerful you are in your energy. Because most of us, when we get into these areas, especially in the beginning, it's over. It's too much. It's too much. You're too intense. And it's the same like if, uh, if you hear a knock on the door, you open and, and there's uh, the Jehovah Witnesses. How, how do you react? I mean, they believe that they're there to help the world and, and save the world. Your reaction is, "Oh my God, get the hell out of here! Let me close the door." You know, th- that is the reaction of most of us, and it's the exact same thing with your mother and other people around you who say. My daughter, she used to be so happy and and uh, joyful, and now she's like, "What is you oh, you're talking about? Bilderberger Group and and like, hidden agendas and assassinations? What's going on?" You you maybe you should start going, you know, going on some kind of drugs or something like that, antidepressants or something that would calm you down. But that's not that's not the fact.
1: I'd like to add a very short. Anecdotes about the uh, Jehovah's Witness, actually. I had a friend when I was living in Holland, and I was sitting drinking some coffee one afternoon, and all of a sudden the door bell rang, and uh, she went to open the door, and there was a person looking to share knowledge with the world about the Jehovah's Witness uh, group. And uh, she said, yeah, absolutely delighted. Yeah, come come in, come in. And She walked in through the hallway, through the corridor, all the way through the house, and opened the back door and said, there we are. Now you've seen everything. <laughs> Have a nice evening, and uh, that was a, a mean trick, I know. But uh, I totally hear what you're saying, Ole. Uh, the mirror of ourselves is so important. It's so important to see ourselves, to see our expression. I think it's all about resonance, and you know, I think globally we're all on on a train. If you use this analogy. We're all in the same train, but some carriages are at the front, some are at the back, some are in the middle. And, uh, some of us have been studying this for a little bit longer. We have a better view of future and the horizon. And some people are in in the rear carriage and uh, maybe they're not interested or they're distracted by other things, but they don't have the heads up on, on some of the latest current events and, uh, perhaps they're not so concerned with them. So, I agree, we're all waking up, I'm sorry to use that expression, but evolving maybe, uh, maybe uh, increasing the frequency of our resonance, uh, different ways of explaining the same thing, a similar thing. Uh, so I, I totally agree, I, I totally agree. There's no point pushing and pushing um, when everybody has to want to wake up, if to use that expression again. But um, that said, there's one question I've been really keen to ask you for a number of weeks. And it's really something which uh, one of our guests, uh, Maz Palte, uh brought to my attention but just before he joined us uh, on the show a few weeks ago. And it was a copy of a report from 2019 uh, by the Global Preparedness Monitoring Board, where on page 10, there it is in black and white, it is describing the necessity and the plan to carry out a uh, simulation of a pandemic, we know what happened last time with Event 201, uh, in September 2020. And this time it should actually be the simulation uh, using a lethal virus. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, on your radar, did you see anything or hear anything Obviously, you were, uh, you know, directly uh, connected with this uh, a year ago or so. I'm just wondering if there's anything on your radar this year.
6: I would say, thank God, but no. Uh, I've been, I've been aware of this whole thing that they've been talking about that, and I've been fearing it as well because, I mean, this is almost like a group of mad scientists, you know, with unlimited budgets being backed with these, uh, these global forces. So it's like who knows what they are capable of? I mean, I mean it's absolute madness what is going on and, and pure evil on so many levels, especially when you see like how old people are being led to die alone and not even be allowed to have their loved ones near them and things like that. I mean, that is just pure, pure evil. But uh, to answer your question, the answer is no, I have not seen uh, any signs of that, thank God. But uh, And now we are in October, but this is also the the beauty of this awareness process is that the more people that become aware of it and start seeing what's going on the harder it is for them to to carry these uh, operations out the way they were being planned and so they keep having to speed it up i don't know if you you know this spring they were talking about the second wave would come like september october then it got closer and closer and closer and then they started it almost like in in july they started oh now it's here now it's here now it's here and then it ran out in sort of in the sand, it really didn't really build up the, the, the situation they were looking for. And it's, it's really messy at the moment because uh, they're all over the place, I think because they're really desperate.
1: I, I totally agree. And one of the things which I think is very interesting is that in the, again, this long phrase, Global Preparedness Monitoring Board report in 2020, this year's report, in the conclusion, uh, I'll, I'll paraphrase because it's a lot of dry words, but the the conclusion was that the board found that the authorities of the world had not acted uh, fast enough. They had not taken responsibility. They had not been capable of uh, running the plan according to the plan. <laughs> Literally, it's that black and white. And as a result, they recommend that people buckle down and, uh, you know, Work harder and, and uh, be more determined next time round. So, in my opinion, if you took take these few dots and join them together, I think this simulation did not occur. Uh, the real life uh, lethal pandemic did not spring out of the simulation. The, as you say, the second wave has fizzled out like a like a damp firework, and <laughs> it's kind of still dragging on in some places like Wales and Italy and uh, other countries and around the world, parts of other countries, are still trying to lock down with this alleged second wave. So it, it's basically not happening. And I think this is a great score. This is a great goal for the majority. And I believe it's it's a great milestone in the journey and in the, in the climb up to the summit of the, I'd like to say, the Great Awakening. And I, I'm sorry to use the word you don't enjoy. No, it, no, go for it. But uh, that's what I think it is. It's, it's a great realization. It's a great uh, yeah, awareness of, of, hey, it's not going to happen the way they think it is.
6: No, I, so, I love it. This is part of my life mission is to mess it up for them. You know, because uh, I had uh, <clears throat> my friend CIA whistleblower chip. He says that he's been involved in force flag operations in, during his career. And what he says, what every single time that... Uh, the timeline line gets messed up because it's very very tight and so many things are connected. You know, maybe a mass shooting or, or an alleged beheading in in Paris is there to open up for the possibility to for a second bombing of Syria or or a, a, a planned revolution in the Ukraine or you know there's so many of these things there as part of a psychological operation so that the populations in different countries will consent to different military operations and so on. So every time we mess it up, it can be delayed for months and months and they have to regroup. And and so so I say, well, let's just keep messing it up for them. Absolutely.
1: I I totally support that and uh, relish that as well. I think one of the turning points that I believe, I mean, we've kind of monitored turning points for months, however micro and small changes they were, But I think one of the huge turning points was when there were, I think, more than 1.5 million people taking to the streets in Berlin with no masks on. It's an incredible sight to see Mm -hmm. literally an ocean of people uh, taking to the streets as far as the eye could see. Uh, How did you feel when you saw saw those images?
6: Oh, my God. I had tears in my eyes. I felt like flying. It's like from... Being totally alone, and then to seeing things like that—oh my God, it's just so beautiful. And what I also found really interesting was that if you looked in mainstream media, there was a mention of maybe 10 to 12,000 people in Berlin. I and mean, the 1.5 million—that is, as far as I know, that's the numbers that the uh, police in Berlin has uh, has released. So it's not just taken out of thin air, but that. There was nothing in mainstream media about Robert Kennedy's historical speech in Berlin I mean he it was his uncle JFK that had this super super famous speech in am Berliner uh, yes. very close to the, the Berlin Wall and I mean here also Robert Kennedy his brother was also in Berlin in Berlin 62 and making a difference here and here comes uh, Bobby Kennedy jr and gives a very, very historical speech on the exact same location. And in mainstream media, not a word. So that on its own, I thought was so telling, because that just shows you that mainstream media is so much more controlled than most of us are willing to accept.
1: Totally agree. I totally agree. I'm also very conscious that another turning point was when... A number of doctors started to group together, doctors and medical professionals, so to come together and uh, stand up. We've seen them in, in, in all different countries around the world. In uh, in Washington D.C., uh, we we know that we, that story where straight away one was disciplined or, or fired. Uh, we we've seen the German doctors, a th- group of a thousand initially. We've seen Group in Belgium recently. Also, I believe there's a group in Spain. Is, is do you know anything? Can you share anything about that group with us?
6: There is a group here, but I know absolutely nothing about it. I live in a small little soap bubble that I'm moving around with mm-hmm. me. You know, I have, I don't watch mainstream um, media, absolutely not here in Spain. When you put it on, it is unbelievable. the The level of propaganda in this country is. I mean, I've interviewed the, some of the leading experts in the world regarding this alleged virus and this operation and so on, and th- thus I built myself a foundation of knowledge to where I feel secure to to stand on. That's why I don't fear the virus whatsoever. Uh, but when you look at what is being pumped out through mainstream media, oh my god! And I would say it's very telling. Please, when you listen to politicians standing up and saying, we have to fight, we have to do this and this, and we need more lockdown, we need, check out the logos in the background. On the stages where they stand, very often it says agenda 2030 or agenda 21. And that is the key word of these operations. The one event you were talking about before that I think we, we uh, were discussing in our last interview, it's not event two or one. That's what everybody says. But if you look at the logo, it's event 21. The zero is a planet. And so actually it's event 21 directly connected to agenda 21. And anyone who who wants to find out what's actually going on, please study Agenda 21 or Agenda 30. There are even like five-minute versions on the YouTube, then uh, 21 for dummies. Or listen to David Icke where he goes into great detail about what has been planned for us. It is absolutely so scary what they're planned, and more than 190 countries have signed it. So that is how they can coordinate these operations. It's through Agenda 21. Uh, and all of the countries that have uh, signed up for this whole madness. The people, uh, the architects of this uh, thing is uh, Gro Harlem Brundtland, the former prime minister of uh, of Norway. She was also a Bilderberger. She was also a key person in the alleged mass shooting uh, on Utøya uh, in Norway, where another Bilderberger, Jens Stoltenberg, who's also a prime minister of Norway, was also very key in that operation and then he was rewarded for his part of it as chief of nato so we have the same individuals that are in very very high level key positions another one that was major in agenda 21 was molly strong who's also an advisor for many of the the uh, high players in this area clinton's uh, one of them and or both of the the Clintons here, but we're looking at super criminals, super, super criminals that are trying to force the world in a very, very brutal direction, which is exactly what you were describing in the beginning of the introduction of this program. When you were talking about the fourth industrial revolution, that is exactly it. You can call it the new world order. It's the exact same agenda. And where the World Economic Forum, it sounds really pretty and cute and glossy like and a very nice cover but the world economic forum is actually the one percent and many many of the people there are key players in the very very negative uh, agenda that is being planned for us so it's it's for us the 99 percent, to just absolutely not consent to anything they do these individuals you can i mean it's very easy to identify them they are totally Uh, you cannot trust them because their loyalty is somewhere else. They might have jobs where they have very nice suits on bodyguards, nice BMWs and some kind of national flag behind them, but they're traitors, absolute traitors where they're loyal to a very dark and hidden agenda behind our back. So we need to learn to see who are they, identify them, and then just once we find out who they really are, then stop listening to them and just Uh, you know when they come forward oh we have to stand united in the face of terror or in the face of this virus. It's an absolute BS operation BS stands for bullshit it's absolute bullshit that they are trying to push on us to scare the living bejesus out of us so that we can be in a position where they can control us
1: Absolutely Uh, and one of the things that I think is well worth for our listeners to do perhaps later in the show. I mean, I'd, I'd like to focus on what we're talking about right now, but have a look later in the links. There is a link to the transformation map. And the amount of work that's gone into there is absolutely incredible. It's like an interactive chart where you click on uh, dots, network connections, and, uh, you know, connections, correlations, services, it's like a mini world. It's like a micro world set up on this website. To actually develop it must have taken years. So the fact that it must have arrived in the last few weeks is absolutely absurd. Anyway, we'll come back to that on the other side of the break. You're listening to the other side of the news. And tonight our guest is Oli Damagard.
7: hyperdimensional physics join club 19.5 to gain access to hundreds of archived shows only $9.95 per month listen in each Saturday and Sunday to the most compelling and thoughtful broadcasts heard in over 160 countries around the world real research real data real science the
4: other
6: side of Hi, I'm David Kevin Lindsay from Canada, and I would urge everybody to be able to support the other side of the news. With the news media all over the world essentially promoting the government narrative on virtually every issue out there, everybody needs an alternative source of accurate, truthful information and the other side of the news provides that information that source of information from a variety of speakers all over the world with personal knowledge and experience that they can share with everybody in over 160 countries that they're involved and that they go to to show everybody in the world what they are doing to support and encourage everybody else to also stand up for freedom issues throughout the world i would urge everybody on a regular basis to listen and support the other side of the news.
3: the other side of the news. Tonight our honored guest is Ole Damagod. and the title of the show is The State of the World. Co-hosting with me, Kinthea, is Timothy Saunders and Annette Driscoll and we are deep into discovering who the global elite are, how they're activating their plan. Timothy, you were just mentioning this amazing chart and let's take it away.
2: Um, uh yeah, I wanted to talk about this whole thing. Um, one of the questions I get, and, and I'm not satisfied with the answers that I give on this, and that is the connection with the UN, the WHO, the IMF, and I understand how they uh, make these agreements, but the, the question is always like, well, you know, how could they all be uh, colluding together, blah, blah, blah. Well, we know that they do make these agreements with certain individuals, but most certainly the, uh, the people are not voting on this and saying, oh, let's join the UN and give up part of our country's sovereignty, uh, which is what happens every time an organization, you join an organization, you give up part of your authority, part of your ability to rule. And when it comes to sovereign nations, that's a pretty serious thing. So, what do you say to that when you're trying to, um, when people are sincerely asking that question?
6: If I'm the one you're asking, then then I would say that I've had world problems understanding these things myself or even believing in them. But then when we go back in history and start studying who is behind. The creation of these organizations, when were they created, who was behind it, who financed it, you will see that we we get back to a point where we find the same individuals, the same families, the same finances over and over and over again. And so many of these things were started after the Second World War, uh, in the beginning of the Cold War, the so-called Cold War. Well, you had the creation of NATO, I think that was 49. You had the CDC, which is the Center of Disease Control or the Center of Disease Creation, as I call them. Uh, they were created the same uh, year. You had the change from OSS into CIA. You had the creation of NASA, uh, which was also all of these, uh, what I'm talking now, all of them were fed with uh, German scientists, uh, very skilled people that were smuggled out from. Nazi Germany uh, they say they were they uh, didn 't want the Russians to get their hands on them, so they to the Vatican they had so called rat lines and they were smuggling these uh, these very uh, intelligent and skilled people from Germany into the West, mostly into the u s and down into South America, where they were part of uh, building up what we are having problems with now these are you also had the World, um, uh, the, um, world Military Games, which was also created in '47. You had, uh, well, m- when you see how these different ones are working side by side, like you have the CDC and CIA, they are in to- have been in bed with each other from day one. And it's through the CDC, they- it's CDC in Atlanta, Georgia, that are feeding us with all of these numbers that are taken from God knows where these numbers come from. And so when you look at, at that, and you also see the creation of other uh, organizations like the United Nations. So where does the uh, the World Health Organization come from? It's an, uh, uh, what do you call it, an offspring United Nations. So who was behind the United Nations? Well, it was the Rockefellers that donated the plot where the building was built and so on. So you will see the same structures, the same families like we're talking so-called elite. I have names that is uh, not so flattering for them, uh, the minority, but uh, you will see it's the same families, the same power structure that is behind the creation of these organizations that give us, the normal people, the impression of, oh my God, there's democracy, there's all of these organizations that are working so hard for for preserving nature, or taking care of us, or taking care of children, and whatever. But once you start digging in, and you start seeing what's actually going on behind, it's really very, very sad, because it's totally upside down. And I would say that at this point in history, we are in a situation where everything is 180 degrees upside down. Black is white, white is black. and and so the, the the organizations you believe, or we're being told, are there to help us and save us and do this and that. They are the ones that are actually causing the problems, and then the ones that in mainstream media are being told are uh, being called evil and bad, and so on, are actually the good ones. I mean, I'm being banned everywhere for hate speech, and I I tell you, I've done between 500 and 1,000 interviews. I don't know how many, but if you can find one hateful word ever if i've ever said anything racist or violent or hateful or whatever but that is what i'm being shut down with it's like now i'm going on on tour in sweden here we have to duck and dive because uh, if i go out with the address where i'm going to give the presentation it's going to be shut down in a sweet in a country like sweden and we, I've been shut down multiple times that we've received death threats, with all kinds of bizarre stuff. And the only thing I'm standing for is truth and love and compassion. So go figure that one out. So I'm not sure if I answered your question, but what I'm saying is that these organizations are so connected with each other. And so it's, uh, they are often the impression or the, the, the glossy version we get are we being told that's beautiful? My God, they're, they're working for human liberties and civil rights and all of that. But when you look behind the scenes, oh my God, here we go again. And so it's a very sad experience to find out these things, but it's like once you start seeing the setup of how they do it, like you were talking about the IMF, which is the International Monetary Fund, which is working very hard hand in hand with the World uh, Bank and these are like criminal organizations. They are like the, you could say, organized crime enforcers, like the uh, International Monetary Fund are like the mafia enforcers going out there, offering uh, countries loans, and then totally messing the, the whole situation up in that country. They're also using economic, economic hitmen. That would go in and offer different leaders in the world to, you know in one pocket i got 40 billion dollars for you if you do what we we say oh, and in the other pocket i got a bullet with your name on it and all the members of your family what do you choose you know so there are many different ways of how they this operation they have, which is different from country to country and also different continents, because the operations, in, for instance, in the U.S., where the the population is so heavily armed, is very different than Europe, where there are no arms whatsoever, hardly. So that's why you've got all the mass shootings in the U.S., where problem, reaction, solution, the old Roman Templar, where they try to make the guns be the problem, so that if the population gives up the gun, that will make these mass shootings stop. But the thing is, it's not the weapons. These are operations there to take over. It's part of the New World Order takeover of the United States as a nation. But they cannot do it while the population is so heavily armed. And then, so it's different from different countries. Certain countries, especially in Africa and, and, and Asia, they go in financially and they knock them out with a with the help of the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund. They're absolute super, super criminal organizations. And, uh, well, I don't know if I answered your question, but I hope so.
2: No, you you did, Um, but it begs another question. Uh, So, you know, a lot of this, of course, we know that these same individuals own the media sources and their – and they're highly connected to technology. And, I, and this week has been really interesting in that a lot of things are coming to light. Um, people that have put themselves in extraordinarily compromising situations. Now we have videos released. The CIA has been sitting on and things like that. Um, these individuals are in politics, very much so. And they're coming forward and what we're seeing from these reports is that a lot of these people, you know, they're very power hungry. And so they'll do whatever to get the power. And then basically they're totally vulnerable to all kinds of extortion and blackmail. And they, they, they don't have a moral compass. They'll sell out their country. They'll sell out their soul to continue to be in power and giving the abbreviated version here, of the way I see it. So um, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, uh, is what what can we do? And also the other thing is is, is how again uh, when we're speaking with people and trying to make this corollary between the mainstream media being owned by certain individuals, the heavy censorship, and the technology which is is part and parcel, working hand in hand with the uh, media because of the internet and stuff. Again, what, what's your feeling on that, and do you have any ways to talk to people about it?
6: Could you please repeat the question? I did not really understand the question.
2: Oh, okay. So the, the mainstream media being owned by the same individuals that we were just speaking of, um, censoring the, the, what we're hearing, and then how the technology ties into that and how it's being in, how people are being influenced. And and how do you talk to people about how that's real? Because they don't believe it. A lot of people don't believe it.
6: No, I find it hard to believe myself. But the thing is, once you start looking into the facts, it's, okay, you are in the U.S. There's not, more than 96% of all TV stations, of all publishing houses, of all radio stations, of all magazine publishing companies. Are owned by six companies or less. I think they're down to four now. And these big, big, big uh, moguls mogu, so or whatever you call them, news uh, uh, octopus networks <clears throat> are in bed with each other as well. So if 96 Percent or more is controlled by someone. When you start looking into who these individuals are, and you see that oh, here we go again. My God, it looked so nice on the surface. Then you go underneath the the stuff, and you start seeing what's actually going on. Once again, you look at at organized crime. And so, if if some let's say that uh, you found out that uh, Mussolini was uh, the, the actual boss behind all the the news in the, in the U S. or Jeffrey Beamer or or some kind of serial killer that had worked his way up there. Would you trust them? Would you trust them? And I think most would say, is it Al Capone that's behind? Well, in that case, of course, I won't. But when you look at the individuals that are actually behind it, they are far worse than Al Capone ever was. They're super brutal cold hearted business, you know, where nothing personal, but it's, it's absolute driven by super psychopaths at that level. So that's what we're up against. And so I would very much suggest that a way to get out of this, because we're looking at the worst or the most powerful propaganda machine the world has ever seen. So actually, we should applaud ourselves that we're standing, uh, that we're still standing, because we should have been lying in a corner crying already because we should have given up because they are pumping us with everything they got this is full-on warfare the thing is if you do not listen to them there's this beautiful round button on the remote often it's red and it says off it's my Mm. absolute favorite button on a remote when you push that one there will be a weird feeling for a few days, maybe some withdrawals and stuff, maybe you will start seeing, noticing that you got a family, that you can actually eat dinner together without having the TV on. But once you start understanding that that machine in front of you, that screen, which is often called smart, which is a misspelled word, it should be EVIL, E-V-I-L is the correct spelling of all the smart devices. Once you understand that that is actually like a sewage opening into your house, where these very very advanced criminals criminal minds are trying to force you into a state where you can be controlled trying to get to your mind trying to get into the minds of your children your loved ones would you leave it on i'm i'm asking you once you start understanding how it's working a very good idea would be to turn it off turn it off and then many people say well but I'm, I'm an adult. I should be responsible. I totally agree. you should be responsible. Well then I had to watch the news. I would say, find the real news because once you start seeing that what you're actually being fed is propaganda, and that you are part of the problem while spreading it to other people and while uh, you know bowing down to to this version that we're being told instead of standing up like a free individual standing in his own power and own creativity own mindset i tell you um, brainwashing i i love that word because that is exactly what we need we need to give this brain a real good rinse you know get up there give it a good scrub and cleanse cleanse it out with some pure water because it's been packed with propaganda and other type of crap for so many i mean our whole life we've been pumped with with things that are true So I think this is a fantastic opportunity we are in at the moment, because this is the time where we can transcend this whole thing. I mean, we've never ever been in such a unique situation where we are right now. And they are, the dark ones are very, very terrified, I think.
1: I was just going to say that I saw a few days ago an interview on independent internet, that's to say, not YouTube, I don't trust YouTube anymore, Uh, most of, that's another thing which we should talk about early, because since the last time you appeared on our, as a guest on our show, the censorship has, the volume on the censorship has gone up so, so loudly, that it's almost like YouTube is the place to find, yeah, prime bullshit these days. If you want to see independent news, I'm sorry, but you have to go elsewhere, you have to go to LBRY or other independent uh, uh, servers but um, I was just watching one interview the other day that or edited from a number of different news uh, stations it was actually about the same story and the script was so obvious this is the whole point of the conversation the script to these different uh, compet- competing news outlets was so similar that the started with, for example, CNN saying, good evening. This is the news. The next, then it was cut to Fox. And it was like, uh, we're here to tell you about this new COVID figure, blah, blah, blah. Then it was cut to another station and the story continued. And the whole news story was so precisely edited, so precisely scripted, that I think about 10 different news stations told the story. And that's what I'm trying to say is that it's seven o'clock in the morning the script came to all those different news stations and they all read out the same thing pretty much verbatim all the way through the day until the next briefing. And that is how fixed it is. And, uh, yeah, I I totally agree with what you're saying about the sewage pipe to the minority. I have other words to describe it as well. And I think it's just so important to switch it off because not only is the effluent, which is coming through that, screen in in our room uh, highly toxic it is also hypnotic so even if people are adults and even if they are responsible they may actually be powerless to to do anything about it they may be mesmerized because some people are more open to suggestions than others so I don't know what you think about that but the the hypnosis I think is also there as well as the propaganda
6: we're under a spell. It's almost like we're under a spell. And, uh, but if you look at the, like Sleeping Beauty, where she was, uh, she was tempted by the apple and stung her finger or whatever she did, and boom, she went to sleep, she went into the spell. What woke her up, what was it that woke her up? It was the kiss of love. And And it's the same here love as the a very very um, it's actually the the highest frequency in in the universe that is the solution to all of this we need to transcend all of this garbage down on a street level all of this crap propaganda bullshit a thing where they're trying to push us down in the mud where they can control us that's the whole part the whole The idea with with all of these operations that are being carried out against us is to keep us fearful. That's the only agenda they have. Down in the mud with a boot on the head, that's where they can control us. But if we free ourselves from the inside, saying, listen, thank you, but no thank you. I'm not interested in this kind of, of operation anymore. I want out. I do not consent. I do not consent. I am out, I'm a free individual, I'm me, I'm free, to quote David Icke, and and go on from there to free yourself from this whole thing. People ask me, what can I do, what can I do? You can free yourself from fear. That is, if you can do that, I applaud you. That is, is it easy? Absolutely not. Is it impossible? Absolutely not. But it's the way out, it is the way out. And it's like by deciphering and and pulling apart these operations, that is why I've been trying to show for so many years that so many of these things that we've been told through media, it's it's just not true. There was a mass shooting there. There were 28 killed people. You go there. I've been going to hundreds of these places trying to find out for myself. And I found out it's not true. It's just not true. Then where are the graves? Where are the people? Where are the witnesses? Where are the... Just not there. They're not there. That's what I find over and over and over. What I keep bumping into, I should be an absolute expert on Muslim terrorists. The, I know nothing about them. I have looked for them. I can tell you that. But what I am an expert on is NATO operations, inside jobs, Gladio Network, how they, they hit us from the inside, where these are state-sponsored attacks, state-sponsored terrorism against the population. That is what I keep bumping into. Where the CIA, MI6, Mossad in the background, or whatever uh, local intelligence agencies they have, depending on what country these, these operations are carried out, that is what we're up against. I call them the global tour of terror because it's actually most of the time one group that is being transported around and just like a rock band performing, doing the exact same show in Frankfurt as in Toronto, as in Melbourne, as in New York, as it's the same, the same script, the same people, the same. It's like, so every time something new happens, like now there was a, a new beheading in Paris. Oh my God. You start looking at it, it's like the same the same uh, it's just it gets very tiresome for someone like that myself it's like re- watching the same Rambo movie 38 times over and thinking it will end in another way it's the same script the same people the same agencies behind it the same finances the same and they're running out of options because we have started to see through the bullshit so it's uh, I think it's wonderful it's being like being in a fog in a, in a forest before dawn the fog is really thick and then the dawn comes the sun comes out and the fog starts uh, uh, lifting and disappearing and you suddenly you start seeing more clearly and this is exactly what is happening now thanks to people like you that have been doing this for a long time helping to lift the fog now more and more people out there are starting to see wait a second I haven't seen this before, but it's like I'm starting to see things that I've never seen before. And just like when you take really rock hard corn and you put it in a, in a pan, you put some oil in, get some heat under their butt, and suddenly boom, 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 boom. They pop like popcorn. And the beautiful thing of that is once a popcorn is popped and it's, it sees things, you cannot get it back into the hard shell. And this is what is going to happen with a lot of people around us. And it's happening on a daily basis that all of these uh, closed minds that have just said, I'm not ready. I don't want to see it. I, can't, I can hardly deal with my own personal uh, problems. I, I can't deal with the whole world as well. Well, sorry. You're in it. You bought the ticket. We all did. We're in the same boat. And poof, there you go. And so once we, we popped, then there's no turning back.
1: I, I love the analogies, really. One of the uh, larger events in the United States coming up in the next couple of weeks is the uh, the election. And I spent some months in, in the United States earlier this year when I was talking with all different people from all different walks of life about this COVID pandemic. Uh, it, I was just amazed how many people would straight away say, "Well, it, it's I'm going to vote, vote for this guy and he's going to sort it out." Or so I'm going to vote the other side and they're going to, you know, end mask wearing or lockdowns, whatever it is. And I was always saying to them, "Seriously, this this corruption is something way above the White House. It is it's a global lockstep strategy. Uh, frankly, yes, of course." you know, one side gets in or the other side gets in, there'll be minor differences. But the big difference is not there. So what would you say about the uh, US election coming up? Do you think it will actually run through? Do you think it will be event free? Do you have any, any thoughts about this?
6: When people ask if I vote, I say, I quote my friend, Max Egan, that uh, I do not support organized crime and that's about it (laughs) so if you look at uh, um, politics is among the most boring things that i've ever been part of oprah opera i mean is another one that i'm not very good at but uh, politics is they will tell you whatever you want to hear before the election and then they will do whatever they uh whatever whoever they are loyal to is who they will serve after the elections so Have I ever seen a politician on a very high level that is not corrupt? Uh, 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 I don't think so. So have I listened like five minutes in total to Trump? I don't think so either, because I believe that in my world is the only real president or the last real elected president, and he was voted in through some... some, Uh, ugly stuff as well through with the help of the Chicago mob. But the last real elected president was JFK, as far as I know. The rest of them have all been just different, uh, nice, glossy covers of the same death machine that is just in place and moving forward. No change whatsoever. So that is why every president would say, change, freedom, liberty, all of these kind of words that we want to hear. And we say, oh, my God, this time there will be change. I tell you, absolutely not. I have to say, though, when it comes to Mr. Dear Donald Trump with the hairdo, uh, he is a a mystery to me because uh, the difference between him is that he is apparently so rich himself that he can move around without – being financially forced to do stuff, but I don't know if that's true either. What I what I've seen with Trump is it's almost oh like late. he's a, yeah.
1: I'm very sorry to stop your flow. We need to go to the break now, but let's go, take it up on the other side.
7: Membership costs nine ninety five a month, $0.33 cents a day. Talk radio with pictures on demand. The other side of midnight.com. Hello,
4: this
7: is... Dr. Judy Mikevich, and I've really enjoyed being on the other side of the news radio show tonight with Cynthia, with Tim, and Aneta yeah. as well. It was really a great experience for me. And um, I think things like the other side of the news, because we don't hear these things. And I saw this horrific commercial on TV, and I know them to have perpetrated fraud in vaccine court. So it's uh, so important for radio shows like this to have discussions. And I really think these types of radio shows reach a very large audience and people are listening. And that's what I think has changed everything. Um, I just really think it's important for people to be able to hear in depth and hear the kinds of discussion worldwide so that we can compare experience and really wake up and heal everyone.
2: Back to the other side of the news, we're already in the last half hour of the show. This is going really fast. Timothy was on a roll right before break, so I would like him to conclude. And then I'd love for Candia to come in, and, and uh, I'm sure she has some thoughts, so take it away.
1: Well I was just commenting on the election I I do believe that the election is is something which we should not really consider too much in in the big picture so I don't wish to invest too much of our airtime into it either but Ole, I'm I'm happy to hear you agree and I, I we enjoyed uh, Max visited us as a guest on our show a few weeks ago and uh, when you said his repeated his words it made me chuckle a little bit but uh yeah I I do think that the Election is a big Punch and Judy show, and it, it occupies the minds of so many people for so many months. I, in my opinion, it, it's massively overrated. And if you actually look at the amount of things that get done during each presidential term or prime minister term or whichever uh, term you want to use, it, it's it's very little according to what's on the label on the run up to it. So. To me, I think we should just swiftly move on to another subject, and i uh, just happy to hear that you concur, Oli. Anessa?
3: I'd love you... to jump in. Sorry, Kintia. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to uh, comment on uh, what we were just talking about, the media, and the joy I was feeling earlier. So late in the middle of the night, I received this message, October bombshell. Evidences, COVID-19 globalist plot aided by the Biden. Now, let me say, I'm not pro-Trump or pro-Biden, but, you know. So this is the New York Post. It says, Biden secret email's link to COVID crime syndicate. I love that I'm seeing in giant capital letters, COVID crime syndicate. It says, maybe now the world will address Dr. Leonard G. Horowitz's decades-long warning that the CIA cannot be trusted. The big pharma, big banking, big energy, and big biotech Gestapo has conflicting interests. And on it goes. That's my first link. And there's also a video under it. So what I'm seeing here is that the pressure from the people now, the media is starting, well, some of the media is beginning to report on breakthroughs. So let's see what happens.
1: Well, I, th- I think if you look back at what was happening last weekend in Vancouver, there were uh, Ted kuntz, for example, was uh, making quite an uh, impressive speech to a lot of people there. But Of course, the media straight away uh, poo-pooed it and said, you know, these are cranky, weird people with, uh, you know, tinfoil hats on and so on. But the reality was feet on the ground, uh video and people who actually recorded Dan Dix and I believe uh, Darlene uh also made some very positive comments about this but there were a lot of people there it was it was an important event so I would I would urge everybody to really look at alternatives you know the mainstream media is is like the main sewer drain I like that analogy only uh, we need to look at the the alternatives with the independents and there are many of them uh bit lbry and many more but uh youtube sadly is something which is uh i think that's the uh youtube is now the poo tube uh over to you anyway
6: <laughs> well it's it's really hard to know who to trust at this point uh, i tell you so many of these uh like patreon vimeo um youtube there's so many that are part of censoring this whole thing and very often I I think that's how they do it. First, like YouTube, they they put it out there. They make it fantastic and free. And so millions of people start using it. And then once we are hooked on it and we sort of, uh, this is the main way to go if you want to publish anything, that's when they start uh, controlling the inflow. But I think it's it's wonderful in one way. This extreme uh, censorship that is going on. I mean, like my YouTube channel was shut down like a year and a half ago. I think with I lost more than two hundred thousand followers. I don't know how many videos. And but it so m- most people have not be able, been aware of what is daily life for people like myself, where we're being shut down, right, left and center, but now it's becoming so obvious because it's just all over the place. You, you can hardly hiccup or or say anything, you know, without there being a finger pointing at you. And, and the the way I see it is like they, they, they shut, Shows down often. I'm sorry to say because of me. Maybe it's my personality. I don't know but uh, It's especially when I talk about false flag operations and and it can be like nine months later Suddenly there's a strike for something that has been up there for almost a year and and you there's no No way for you to protest or often like when I, I was shut down. They just shut me down There was nothing. They didn't even say why and and other times it's sort of like also Facebook. There's just a strike. You have, do, you have been put in Facebook prison now for three weeks. Why? You, put, you posted something. But what, what did I post? No, nope, there's nothing about that. So you, you feel really this censorship and it's really brutal. And I tell you, just like Voltaire said, if you want to find out who controls you, find out who you're not allowed to criticize. That is it. You know, so find out who's behind these companies, what is actually happening behind, and who is who are controlling it, and then see why are we not allowed to criticize? Why are we not allowed to ask questions when when I say in my bio there, I say former journalist, it's because I feel ashamed I used to be really proud of being a journalist until I saw that that was a dying species. I mean, real journalists. I don't know where to find them other than among people like ourselves. Because if you go to mainstream, they are not there anymore. I, I have a, a a friend that uh, I was sitting with. He he was uh, he's been 40 years in mainstream media. He's been working for BBC, Al Jazeera. Uh, he was in Hong Kong when when Edward Snowden um, uh, became a whistleblower. He he's been involved in a lot of. He was also part of creating Al Jazeera, and. And now, when I met him last time, he was sitting, he was really, you know, drinking heavily. He was almost in tears all the time because he was like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. There are no real journalists anymore. There are no real reporters. This whole thing in the old days when something happened and then then the whatever news edition or, or news outlet well, they would send journalists and photographers to the site. That's not happening anymore, hardly. They rely on, it's now, it's breaking news. Now, 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 now. So they can't afford it and they can, you don't have the time either. So they're buying it from the bigger ones like CNN or TT or or Reuters and Associated Press. These are two of the major ones, Associated Press and Reuters. Oh, my God. i uh, Don't trust them as far as I can spit. And both of them Rothschild. So it's like you just can't trust it anymore.
3: Ole, Um, our sound engineer, Keith Morgan, put in the uh, chat window, he was wondering about Russian propaganda, and I'm also wondering about Chinese. What are you you hearing about these huge governments interfering in other governments' uh, media and politics?
6: i think it's an absolute diversion i have no no absolutely no idea but when these type of, of things come along it's like yet again because it's how to divert the attention away from what's actually going on and so when you look at the world i think you make a major mistake if you look at it as nations you have to look you uh, with a, a helicopter view so that you can start understanding the new world order how it's actually being carried out and that it's not a matter of nations. It's not the U S and they do something different in France or something different in England or, or Australia. We're looking at totally different power structures from a higher point of view. And that's where the real difference happens. It's up there. So Russia, China, just part of the whole game. It's like a board game where nations are like franchises or, or, do you know, like uh, check pieces where they, they just uh, they play us, they, they play us. It's like a global theater where there's this power struggle being played out right in front of us. And it's, it's almost like a gladiator game between good and evil where we are on the sidelines and it's sort of like, do you want to join or not? If you do not join, this goes really bad. If you join, we can still change this for a fantastic future. But you need to get off your butt. You need to get off your butt and not just sit at home and say, listen, Dorothy, I want another pizza while looking at, at uh, Idol or, or whatever, X Factor, I don't know the name for these kids. But it's like... It's, it's a very, very old structure. It's the old Romans came up with the basic templates and it's still being used all the time. And we're being played, we're being played. So it's a matter of get out, get out and into the real arena where things happen. And it's not enough just to like something or dislike or comment on Facebook. You actually had to take a stand and say, this is my truth. I refuse to hurt anyone else. I refuse to, you know, I want to treat life with respect and, and uh, love and care. And I refuse to be part of this very dark agenda that is just killing and raping and plundering this whole beautiful planet. It's enough is enough. I refuse to be part of it. Mm-hmm. It's
3: th- interesting you, you're mentioning this because, like, I'm thinking about the lockdowns. Not only are the lockdowns preventing people from seeing 5G towers going up, but the lockdowns are locking people into their homes and out of boredom. What are they doing? They're turning on the TV, where they are what? Being brainwashed.
6: I mean, but so. also, but also, there's a different variation of that. I've seen beautiful things happening in this lockdown. You know, where suddenly people get time to spend. With their families, they turn, you know they have time to reflect and look at their life and just say, "Oh my God, was it really worth it? This rat race. I mean, I I cannot remember you know the last twenty years. It's just been nonstop work, 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 work. For what is that microwave really something that it was worth putting myself in debt for? Especially when it kills my food. You know these type of things where you get a chance and also to look into alternative ways of receiving information. So I've seen absolute beautiful things happening around this thing. And it's that is also the wonder of these things, these operations. I love it. I love it when it totally backfires right in their face. So... <laughs> So you got social distancing. It has nothing to do with the virus. And by the way, the virus is not a living thing. It's a solvent. And anyway, you can only get it through injections. And beautiful people like Dr. Judy Mikovic here, fantastic that you had her on as well. Thank, thank God for people like that. But anyway, so we're in this situation where, where how to deal with it and and what to do. And we just have to take the power back, take the power back, find the correct information. It's not that someone like myself would say, well, I prefer that information to that information. No, it's a matter of, is it true or is it not? That's the only thing I'm trying to find out. And that's why I put my life on the line. I mean, it's not comfortable being someone like myself, I tell you that I'm, I'm off to Sweden tomorrow. Every time I cross a border, I don't know if I'm going to be able to cross it. You know, it's, I've been harassed and, and threatened and stuff like that along the way, but somebody has to do it. And I'm, I'm so glad and happy to do it at the same time. It doesn't mean that I, I enjoy it, but like sometimes when people say, I don't understand how can you dig around in this dark, horrible stuff all the time. I tell you, my experience is that I'm surrounded by incredible people from all over the world, beautiful individuals that are now standing up in their truth. And it's like the, your real tribe is being pulled together thanks to this mayhem, thanks to these type of dark operations. We are being activated and we're finding each other just like we would have never been. We would never have met had it not been for, mm-hmm. for these uh, operations. So I think this is, a, this is the time of all times. We just have to deal with it in a correct way and transcend this in an absolute nonviolent way. Just transcend it and stand up and choose and let the truth do its work. The truth is the perfect solution. Truth equals love, I tell you. And I just uh, put up a new T-shirt design on my, my website, lightonconspiracies.com. It's Peaceful president. Or power oh. to the pe- power to the peaceful. You you give peaceful people power, you will have a beautiful uh, world. But that is not what we see. We see that these super psychopaths have moved their way up into these key positions because we've been too much up our own butt and too, uh, you know, not caring about people or the world or the, the environment around us. We've been too involved in our own stuff. And so we have not seen that they have moved beyond us and into this situation where they can control us. But once again, they are so few. We are so many.
3: I'm so inspired by you, Ole. I mean, <laughs> here you are. You are going in depth into this darkness. And yet you come out with this radiant love and peace. And it's, you know, I see that darkness as the manure Fertilizer for this beautiful flower to bloom, the flower of peace. And I thank you for your actions and your standing up for all of humanity. Really, for you and your family, and for all of us. Uh, and I'm, and like you, I'm so grateful at the amazing, amazing people I'm meeting because of this lockdown. It's a, it's a real joy, a real delight.
6: You know, I just came up with a new design. Stop whining, start shining. And... uh, (laughs) (laughs) But you know, like, if you're you're in a a movie theater, you know, to make the movie, the lighting is really important. That to get every sharp detail, the light has to be absolute perfect. So the light is crucial. But once you are in the movie theater, you need it to be dark to be able to see the result of it. So light and dark is super important has been up to now i really hope that we are at a point now where we might be able to transcend dualism and and come out on a where there's where there's we we s- suddenly discover that we are all one. that this whole thing about fighting or competing with each other is an absolute waste of time i tell you i can't wait for the, us to transcend this minor bump in the role called the new world order and then on the other side start dealing with how are we going to get beautiful Mother Earth back in balance. I mean, we've been raping her and uh, I don't know how we treated her for such a long time. I can't wait, you know, to start get going to clean the oceans and clean all of these things and together, that we join together and and help and lift this whole place. Mm. right, this
2: is Aneta. I'd I'd love to speak to this. Uh, So, as I stated earlier, I was in the seminar and what I did hear from everyone, of course, we were asked to think of the positive things that occurred, but what was really, really interesting is exactly what you're saying. So many people have, this has caused them to become aware of what they were doing in their life, what they really want to have. It's caused them to be aware that we are are a united humanity and that we're on this planet together. And what can we do to help each other? And that was the overarching thought in, uh, that I experienced with these 600 individuals around the world. And it's true. You know, all of this is, uh, I call them the rats. I call them, the, you know, we all have our names for them, the minority, the rats, whatever. And because uh, I like to visualize the rats in a sinking ship that are starting to bite at each other. That's my visualization for them, which isn't, you know, isn't very positive. But for the rest of us, we're all jumping on not only lifeboats, but we're, we're like setting sail on new seas. And a lot of people are just really waking up from this. And like you and like Cynthia and like Timothy and all of us that are in this, that are working with this, we've all met really incredible people that otherwise, well, we wouldn't even be doing this. I I know we wouldn't be doing this, uh, this show without this um, thing that we had to deal with this, this pandemic thing that we were dealing with. So I just wanted to to say yes, I completely and, and utterly agree with that.
6: And you know the there's so many beautiful things happening that totally backfires once again in their face. Do you know like they they've they carried out so many crappy mass alleged mass shooting operations over and over and over again. The same I've been exposing I think about a hundred of them, every single one. I, I, still, uh, I still have not encountered one that I know for sure actually happened, but 99% of them I know for sure that these were staged events, problem, reaction, solution once again. So the whole idea in the U.S. was to make the, problem, the weapon, your weaponry, the problem, so it would be problem, reaction, solution, and the solution would be for the population to give up the arms. And so that the dictatorship can more easily move in and just take over. But here, after the corona and George Floyd or the George Floyd operation and so on, the whole thing just turned around and people are more armed than ever. And now, also, they've been pushing, pushing to get 5G in, in position so that they can, the final steps for, to push us into smart cities where they can totally control us through the smart grid and here, what's happening? Instead, people are leaving. I think both the East and the West Coast in the US, hundreds of thousands of people are apparently leaving. If that's true, I don't know, but I hope it is. Where they go out and they try to get back into nature, create their own community, take care of each other, be good neighbors, and create the life in balance the way it was a few hundred years ago, but with the help of new technologies as well. So that one backfired as well. And this whole thing with the social distancing, which has absolutely not nothing to do with the virus, is because of facial recognition, and they need to fine-tune uh, the, the software to us keeping the distance, so that because the software has problems if we group together too close, or if we hug or stuff like that, they can't do, fix it. So here we have this super-advanced system, and then they insist on us having masks on. So for instance, here in Spain, is like 99% with mask. The only one I know without is myself, my sweetheart, and our daughter. Anyway, so <laughs> all of these things, and many people are also, because of the sun, are wearing shades. So there's absolutely nowhere that you can recognize who it is. I don't know who I'm meeting in the street either. So this whole thing for, for facial recognition, that's going down the drain as well. And I tell you, I'm in the background applauding. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's just you're shooting yourself in the foot. So a lot of beautiful things are happening. It's just we need to get out of this fear mode and get back in balance. Back, back, back in balance. Uh, listen, guys, I've got uh, some uh, a lyric from a song I wrote in 1997. I was wondering if uh, it would be okay if I if I read it. Absolutely. Okay, it goes like this. It was, I wrote it after I met uh, David Icke the first time in 1996 or something like that. He really, he really helped me uh, understand what was going on through uh, a presentation he did there. Anyway, it goes like this. From prison to paradise. Once upon a time in a place not far from here, there was so much loneliness, despair, and oh, so much fear. Darkness ruled all over the land, there were lightning in the sky, causing wars and separation with no one knowing why. These evil times raised leaders disguised as kind and true, hiding the truth in misty fog so only very few people knew, controlled by an elite few, manipulating you and me, closing out the light and power that can make us all be free. Wake up, wake up, we gotta wake up, wake up, wake up, up, we gotta wake up now. Forced by invisible powers, demanded to conform into shapes unknown to mankind, making him totally abnormal. Drown in debts and sorrows, blaming others for their lot, made man believe to be inferior, feeling tiny like a dot. But then came times of change. That's, when this, that's where we are now. But then came times of change, covering countries and their towns. Few became many, and soon the prison walls came down. Starting with the men in the mirror, staring right back into their eyes, understanding that this was a chance to stop those hideous lies. Unhappiness is merely an illusion of misery based on brainwash and the misconception of true reality. From now on, let's build bridges between our souls and hearts so we together can rejoice when the final change comes to its start. Wake up, wake up, we gotta wake, wake up, wake up, wake up. We gotta wake up now. Turning prison into paradise may seem too much to achieve, but believe me, it only takes one strong spirit to be free. The true power of a pyramid is never ever at the top, instead it's with the people that can make this global game stop. Did you get it? Wake up, wake up, we gotta wake up. Once upon a time, in a place not far from here,
4: there was so much loneliness and despair. Oh, so much fear. The darkness ruled all over the land There was lightning in the sky Causing wars and liberation With no one knowing why These
6: people times raised leaders Disguised as the country That's fantastic <laughs> it's, That's uh, really it's, from a, it's from a, One of my solo albums It's called From Prison to Paradise If you go to Spotify And just search my name, Ola Damagad uh, You can find it there And, and uh, listen to the whole Whole,
3: I'm going to do um, to, to, to that. That's <laughs> a great
1: idea. I love it. Well done. That's superb. So, uh, may I ask you, you're, you're I don't want to go into the details specifically, but I understand you're traveling very soon. And um, what are your objectives when you uh when you get back on to your home soil?
6: In my home territory is well. I don't have a specific area. And, and this whole thing about uh, being a patron, I, I never understood that just because your parents had sex on one location, that that should make that a better place than the rest of the world. Anyway, so... my
3: Anyway, it's it's we're at the end of the show. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, wait, we could go. could go on. You're listening go. to okay. The Other Side. <laughs> of, and our guest has been Ole Damagag. And he did uh, a wonderful song with us. And I'm going to put up some Fantastic links that I'm going to get from you later, Ole. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for an amazing, amazing show.